Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the opportunity to be with us. Thank you for being such a blessing to us. And as we continue to plow along, uh, looking at these verses in the book of Proverbs, we're in chapter 12 right now, or putting that together and see how we can help those with hurting hearts, those with PTSD, how we can help those that are just out there trying to help people and how we can help each other. I, uh, Stephanie, I think we have a whole group in this world today, maybe the whole world that's hurting. It seems like more than ever, there's things going on in this world today. Stephanie, what are you thinking? Yeah, well, we do. We live in a wicked world and we live in a world where it seems like kindness has become a thing of the past, unfortunately. Yeah, what's and, the deal with that? What what uh, gives with that, man? Yeah, people. I don't know. Be kind out there, folks. And, you know, we're the kind folks. Again, if you look at the population and you break it up to the way we do, 50% being knuckleheads, 50% not being knuckleheads. So we've got all the good ones on our side listening to our podcast. But, you know, be careful out there, folks. There's some knuckleheads out there and and uh, so I guess big news for you guys early this morning, you got to take your oldest down. He is a licensed driver. So a second person in the house to pick up pizza and food, praise God, you know, a built-in Starbucks runner. That's what that is. Yeah. Well, it's, um, <laughs> that's sad because he can't even have Starbucks anymore, but, um, but yeah, it's it's a blessing, and I'm proud of him. He's he's actually a very he's a superb driver. So I'm very thankful for trips, for long family trips. It will definitely be a blessing to have that done. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a great so. blessing. Yeah, that's always a fun thing. And folks, as we move along, you know, we always do this not knuckleheaded moment. We don't want to take this away. Remember, Stephanie, we tried to take away the not knuckleheaded moment. Uh, what about six months ago or something like that? And, and the people revolted, man. They're like, what are you guys doing? You need to stop that, man. We need the knuckleheaded moment. So we put it out there for a few reasons. And the first reason is because we want you to know what a knucklehead looks like. The second reason, uh, is we don't want you to be a knucklehead. Once you know what one looks like, our thought is you won't want to be one. And the third reason, sometimes they can be kind of humorous though. We've missed that mark for let's say 99 out of the last hundred times, but I have one this morning, Stephanie. So you might be a knucklehead if you smell. And, um, I'm talking about That's that disgusting. ripe, dirty, grungy. I haven't showered in a week and a half kind of smell. You know, the smell you're in line. I hope, I hope no one is listening to this first thing in the morning. And if they are, I apologize right now because that, just messed me up really bad. Yeah. And, and that's what this knucklehead thing is supposed to do. It's supposed to make us think that, man, if people are backing up behind us in line, <laughs> man, if people are backing up behind you in line, uh, you might need to take a shower. 
And uh, I just want to point that out. There's no reason for bad smell, for vile smell, for that smell that you you don't know what all that is mixed together. You know. It, oh, Doug. Okay. He's <laughs> oh. And this one. Some of us, some of us gag easy. Well, this one may have rung the bell on the third reason. You know, <laughs> first reason is so you know what a knucklehead looks like or smells like in this case. Second reason, so you're not a knucklehead. And third reason, because it can be kind of funny. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. And then I got something you don't say or do to people with PTSD. And uh, I, I just got in an argument with my boss. I think I have PTSD. That's what someone said to one of our listeners. I don't know why you would say that. You just want to make the person feel bad. I mean, you got a dude in your office who's suffering from PTSD. You don't say stupid things like that. I mean, there's got to be, you know, I wish we could carry like zappers with us where we could, you know, or stun gun people, you know, like the cops do. Yeah. Yeah. Phase them. They're they're laying on the ground, you know, shaking all over and stuff like that. And then you could let them go back to work. Yeah. Then people wouldn't say stupid stuff like that. You know, the whole goal here is not to say stupid stuff to people with PTSD. That's the whole goal. That's why we have this knucklehead thing. That's why we have the second portion of that, which is things we don't say or do to people with PTSD. But anyway, we've been cranking along here in the book of Proverbs. Much more important is the study of God. And, you know, one of the things I like, Stephanie, as we as we've been cruising through this, we spent a long time about being standing upright in chapter 11, having integrity. And, and we've transitioned into chapter 12 of the book of Proverbs. And we've transitioned into this, you know, our words, our deeds, our destinies. And uh, that's where we are. We're on uh, Proverbs 12 and we're on verse number five. You know, with that thought, the things we say, the things we, you know, uh, our deeds, the things we do, uh, the things, you know, we're part of, you know, it, it does affect our destiny. It does affect uh, how we fit in uh, with this world. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I want to be looked at as someone who's saved. I don't think people should have to guess I'm saved. It's, it's a good thing to go around and tell folks you're saved. But, you know, in the Army, people used to say, you shouldn't have to wear a uniform for people to know you're in the Army. And I think we shouldn't have to carry a Bible or we shouldn't have to run around telling people, we're saved. It's a good thing to do. And I think we should tell people we're saved and we've accepted Jesus Christ, but people should see something different about us ahead of time. Mm, People should know we stand up. We shouldn't have to have that Bible in our hand and a sign saying we're saved or our baptism certificate saying we follow the Lord in obedience. We, you know, we should look different. We should act different. We should care for people, Stephanie. We should, you know, there's got to be uh, at some point in our lives that, you know, life stops being about us. And I think that point is when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're a pretty lousy human being when life is just all about us all the time. You know, where where we've got to have a spotlight on us and stuff like that. So let's go ahead and hop in anyway. We're in the book of Proverbs. We're in chapter 12. We're at verse number five. The thoughts of the righteous are right. But the counsel of the wicked are deceit. 
And so the thoughts of the righteous, so when you're righteous, and we've talked about that state of righteousness, accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, being prayerfully, being in service to him, you know, using the Holy Spirit of God in your heart to tell us to do the right things, being in that righteous place where not only not only are you right with your actions, but you're, you're prayerful, you're right with your thoughts. Uh, you've been transformed by the renewing of your mind over there in the book of Romans, I think, where you're studying the word of God and, and, and God just instills in you his word. And when his spirit and his word are instilled in you, it makes dif- makes a difference. But then the other side of that, Stephanie, this is one of these things on the other side. It, it's talking about, you know, being deceitful, uh, you know, thinking bad thoughts, uh, trying to be, you know, deceptive, trying to keep people in error and, uh, you know, to go to those places where we hurt people. I mean, how do we, what are you thinking on this? How do we look at this? You know, righteous, deceitful, righteous, uh, you know, this bad guy, um, this bad human being, uh, whose consuls are wicked and deceitful. I mean, how do you look at that? Wow. Well, I think, um, there, I think these verses um, five and six go together in so many ways because we have the righteous and the upright on one side, and then we have the wicked and the deceitful on the other. Yeah. And to understand that someone who is truly living an upright life will not have deceit floating around them. And we live in a world where Christians, okay, we're not, this is, this is very black and white in the, in the non-Christian world, in the political world, okay, we can see this very bluntly, but this breaks my heart to say this, but I've experienced more dishonesty, more deceit, more words of the wicked that appear to be lying in wait for blood from those who call themselves Christians than I have from lost people. Yeah, we- that in all seriousness, it, it, when I look back and when I read these verses, the faces that are coming to my mind, okay, besides corrupt politicians, the faces that are coming to my mind were people that called themselves pastors, deacons, church leadership positions. Mm. And this is what defines them. Yeah. And scary. Yeah, and, and, and you know, they, they've got this look of deliberately, you know, it's a deliberate thing to be wicked and, yeah. uh, you know, to be cunning, to be clever, to, uh, you know, to circumvent others, to have your own way, to sulk, to cry. I mean, this is a picture of a narcissist. This is a picture yeah. of somebody trying to hurt people. I mean, it, it really, it comes, you know, this is more than just, you know, what we would think of in a connotation or denotation or just what the dictionary says wicked is there's, you know, this can drag This is a big definition, you know, these wicked people and there's, there's varying levels of this. And so we need to be really careful here. You know, uh, some people are just overtly wicked. You know, they're trying to ruin lives. They're right out there in the open. They're yelling in church. But most of these folks who fall into this category, Stephanie, most of them try to appear as some type of angel of light, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> they, try, yep. they try to appear as, Hey, I'm this great human being. Look at everything I, I've done for you. Yeah. 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 You guys know the type They're, You know, it's, it just comes they're down on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. And they're always, and a lot of them are sweet talkers. 
Mm-hmm. And they're eloquent. Yeah. And that's how they get away with what they get away with because that word deceit means they're good at fooling you. Yeah. You know, it would be deception if it didn't fool you. Um, so these these people have have the con game down really well. Yeah, they sure do. And and I think, you know, I think we got to be careful of a couple things. I think, you know, the carefulness begins when there's something with inside of us, you know, that, that our spirit, that, that God's spirit, you know, it's grieved. It's, you know, we feel it. We sense it. We say, man, there's something wrong there. And when that, you know, when that switch flips on, we're, we're in the realm of wickedness. We're not in the realm of righteousness. You know, when, when we get that feeling that, man, this isn't right, what they're saying, what they're doing, the way that it's just not right. And, and so we got to be on alert for that. We also have to be on alert for people who are overly uh, hugging us, telling people how great we are and things like that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, bam, you know, they, yeah. they give us a left hook with something. And I think that's kind of what the Bible's talking about here is, you know, the righteous are always going to be right. It's not, and, and you know, it's not a show. Righteousness is not a show. It, it's not this dog and pony show. We don't, we, you know, just being righteous is always doing the right thing and, and, uh, being part of the right thing, treating people right. Uh, again, because you transformed your mind. So you don't have this wickedness coming out. And, yeah. and so I think it's really important to understand that there's a way to see this. And the way to see this is, um, you know, sometimes this will present itself where, oh man, these people love me. They're hugging on me. They're talking great about me. Then bam, uh, you know, a left hook about, well, if you would have only done this, if you cared for me enough, look at, look at everything I'd done for you or yeah. something even worse. Let's, you know, let's go do this thing that's outside of God's will. It's okay. God knows we're all sinners. You know, this will all be covered up. I mean, I think this is the group we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and this, this beware of anyone who demands that you lie for them, that you cover for them when, you know, and what's ironic to me is that these people know that's what makes them wicked. I think there's a sense in which this level of wicked people, they know what they're doing is evil, um, and they'll excuse it and condone it and even give Bible verses to back up their evil. But at the same time, they'll say to you, don't you ever tell anyone about this. And it's like, wait a minute, if this is so righteous and so godly and this is so normal, then why are you so concerned about anyone else in the world ever finding out about this? And why are you afraid that people knowing this might hurt your image if it's so okay? Yeah. And Beware of anyone who does that with you as far as, um, you know, let's say they've, they've clearly committed sin, okay? And then they tell you you're never allowed, you know, no one ever better ever find out that this happened. And that has happened to me where that has been said to me or to my husband to be relayed to me of no one better ever find this out. And it's like, what's the big deal, guys? If we're all so godly and this is so right before God, what's the big deal? Because guess what? God saw it all anyway. Yeah. Yeah. If you got a lie, if there's, you know, if there's a lie, if there's a cover up, if there's cleverness, you're dealing in the realm of wicked. And you know, we yep. get, we get more of a definition definition. I think as we get down to verse six, it says the words of the wicked are to lie and wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright shall deliver them. So, I mean, it even gets a little deeper, doesn't it? 
it's uh, you know to lie in the wait is like plotting this violence against others to ambush yeah. others to have some type of unrighteous gain to get your you know get your way over your girlfriend or whatever to you know they're lying and waiting for blood uh, that's a wicked way to go or they're lying and waiting to make false accusations against you you know I those are things that come to my mind when I see that term lying and waiting and uh, if we're in that realm we're in the wicked realm. Or if yeah. we're dealing with people in that well realm, we're dealing with wickedness. But you know, yeah. those upright people, again, they use just these wise words, Stephanie, just so clear, so upfront. We don't have to guess where people are at. We, we yeah. don't have to run around and wonder, did we make them mad? We're not walking on eggshells with righteous people. Yeah. You know, with righteous people, we can say, hey, you screwed us up, you know, and they'll, oh man, I'm sorry about that. I certainly didn't mean it. Let's make sure it never happens again. I mean, there's there's a couple easy ways to live, and with the wicked, it's never easy. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm reading a book right now that I'm actually going to post a picture of it and put it out on our Help for Wounded Spirits page. Um, but I'm reading a book um, that's put up by Focus on the Family called When to Walk Away. Yeah. This book, I just yesterday, um, I haven't read it yet today, but the chapter I read yesterday was on the murderous spirit. Mm. And so I'm reading this going, wow, this goes right along with what I read. And the point was that the murderous, you know, the evil spirit that controls people who are toxic. And yeah. I know that's a very overused term now, but that's what this boils down to is someone that is lying in wait for your blood is a toxic person. In other words, they are poisonous and ironic because I was called poison, um, directly, um, back when I was refusing to go along with sin by a person who was very narcissistic. So it's ironic to me that, um, that that was what I was labeled as. Um, and we put everything out here. So yes, I have been called point blank. Stephanie is poison. So, Mm. um, be that as it may, that person, doesn't matter to me anymore and his opinion of me doesn't matter anymore but all that to say a person like that a person who is literally has the spirit of of hatred for you remind yourself because when this says lying in wait for blood I don't believe this just means to kill you I think this means this is the idea of sucking the life out of you yeah, there's yeah. life suckers out there. There is. Yeah. yeah. And that's the murderous spirit, okay? That is the same evil spirit that leads to outright murder yeah. because it's the spirit of hatred. And so be 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 aware of who you are letting in. Be aware of who you are calling your friends. Be aware of the people around you who it, who it seems like no matter how much you do to love them, to try to please them, to, to just be their friend they're always there to slam you down, to hammer right. you down, let you know that you are a failure, that you yeah. have a list of things to work on because they're lying in wait for your blood. Yeah, they're out there. And and you know what, folks, if we were to review these last two verses, uh, you know, it, our thought life, uh, other people's yeah. thought life, if you want to see somebody yeah. who's upright, if you want to see someone who's righteous, you know, carrying on from chapter 11, uh, you know, our thought life is going to be the thought life of help being helpful, a thought mm-hmm. life of relationships that bring honor and glory to God, a thought life that builds people up, a, a thought life that, that helps people do well in this crazy world. And, uh, you know, it's not these rash thoughts in the consuls of the wicked. It's, it's not these 
deliberately trying to circumvent others. It's not trying to throw a cloak over our own wickedness. It's not trying to hide things. And, you know, in that second verse, and uh, we're not laying around or waiting to get somebody, uh, waiting for that opportunity, you know, setting up a trap. Uh, you know, that's not godly. But in that second verse, you know, being upright is rescuing people, is caring for people, is loving people, yeah. is showing people the right direction to go in. And, and there's a, these things are completely opposite to one another. They're, they're adamantly opposed. Well, you know, they're as far as they can be away from each other. Either, you know, what it's saying is you can either be godly, you can be, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You can either be in God's word, live in God's word, uh, set in God's word in front of you, listen to these podcasts, wanting to make a difference, wanting to get through the hurts in life, wanting to get through all that, or we can be laying in wait like a snake trying to bite something. And, yeah. uh, and folks, I don't know where you want to be on this, but I want to fall into that righteous side. I want to fall into that upright side. I want to, I want to empower people. Uh, I want to point people toward God. I want to love people. I want to encourage people. And uh, I, I think that's where we're going with this. I think we want to encourage people. So with all that, we're going to transition to a song, but I want Stephanie to take about 30 seconds to wrap up her side of this and uh, tell us what she's getting out of this. Well, when I look at this, I, I just, I see that God's again giving us two, a contrast between two kinds of people and either side chooses to be that way. And so I would just challenge everyone today, before you speak, when the thought goes through your head, analyze it through the, through the lens of these verses. Am I walking in a way that's righteous, that's upright? Or am I walking in the way of the wicked, which is a downhill slippery slope? Yeah, that's a good one. And it's, you know, it's all about serving worthy Christian soldier. We're going to go ahead and play that hymn for you now. Just a song that we really like to do. Stephanie's going to go ahead and mute out her phone. We want to play a song from our first album, uh, Steadfast in Trials, from Stephanie Wesco and family. You can download it anywhere. You can download CDs or listen to it on your streaming mechanisms. But the name of this song is entitled Serve Worthy Christian Soldier. And I think that's what we're trying to do by doing the right thing. I think that's what we're trying to do by standing upright. I think that's what we're trying to do, uh, just being righteous and uh, uh, being there to help people, to encourage people, to bring them to the right place and encourage one another. And God's word is encouraging, folks, and, and uh, having that in your heart. And here you go. Serve Worthy Christian Soldiers. Yeah. 
Your servant, your glory, and victory is in sight. Please listen to every word Brother Eric has to tell you about knowing for sure that you've accepted Jesus Christ and are on your way to heaven. Listen to every word. We sure do love you, folks. Look forward to hearing from you tomorrow and talking with you. May God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you.
Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.